Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the Blackhawks news. The All-Star game is finally over. We get some regular season hockey. Hawks dropped the two games since the All-Star break. 2-1 to one loss to the Wild, 4-3 to three to the Rangers. That Rangers one, man, that was a close one. And you know what? Is this... You know, one of those things where we could say the Blackhawks are playing really well and they're hanging in with some of these teams. And then there's other games where they they don't show up at all. But the Rangers, they have a little bit of a goalie issue going on. Shesterkin's uh, having a little bit of a bad run. Maybe they're giving him some time off and letting Jonathan Quick take the net for a little bit. Matt, what do you think about the Blackhawks and, uh, and the, the Rangers game? And what does that tell you about the Rangers? Yeah, I think the Rangers are in some serious trouble if they are, you know, struggling with the Hawks. I mean, we're we're right now, we got some really good, promising young guys in there, like Vlasic and Korczynski on the back end, and uh, Mrazic's been solid in net. They played hard. They do play hard, but they just don't have the, you know, the personnel to match up with, like, a, a Ranger team like... You know, we got the Breadman, Zabanajev, uh, Adam Fox. I mean, uh, Lafreniere is playing good. It, and you know what? They, they skated hard till overtime, you know? And I just felt, I knew in overtime the Hawks just couldn't get the puck. They couldn't win a faceoff, and the Rangers were just kind of toying with them and finally scored. But it, it, I don't know if you noticed it. Like, during their, like, celebration at the end, they looked pretty mad, the Rangers. Like, they didn't yeah. look happy. They just won the game. They They were pretty much like... Yikes! We just we probably just saved ourselves uh, a tough skate from our coach tomorrow morning. <laughs> I was going to say you know, that's the kind of look I got from it. But <laughs> had suicides I mean, written all points, over it. Exactly, like we're going to be puking by like nine a.m. tomorrow because we barely beat this garbage AHL team. <laughs> that's an NHL team, but I credit the Hawks, man. They play hard. It's just it, it's going to be rough for the next for the to the end of the year, pretty much. But. You know, I'm looking forward for, you know, Bedard getting back. I'd like to see him get, like, 25 goals this year and win the Rookie of the Year. That was, like, my personal goal for the Hawks. I think that's a good one. But, um, yeah, I mean, New York's, they got to play the hot goalie. I think Jonathan Quick, I, I think you sent me something. He's 3-1 and one in the last four, and I think he's got a couple shutouts in there. And, yeah, he's just, he's he's like still a good goalie. And I'm, I, I'm. Betting the Kings are regretting that. Can you stay healthy right now? They're they're loot. They lost a the coach. It's they're having trouble, you know, finding the guy in net who wants it. And Quick still got it. And I listened to an interview with uh, Dustin Brown maybe a couple weeks ago, saying that he he loves that Jonathan Quick is just tearing it up right now, and he, he's like sometimes. Uh, the analytics people just need to go away and, you know, you stick with your guy. And it was kind of a jab at the Kings, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, he's a legend with the Kings, Brown. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and this uh, guy's got three cups, two as a starter. And, you know, if he keeps playing this well, maybe he could, you know, bring the Rangers there. But they they better find it, find it out quick before the playoffs because, if, like I said, if they had trouble with the Hawks, they're going to have trouble with the first round. <laughs> Whoever it is, because there's the, the East is so good. It is, it is, man. The East is, um, it's just so strong from the top down. You know, it's it's like pick your poison for who you want to play in the first round. I, with that being said, with so, so many strong teams, 
a team like the Rangers, who have these high hopes of going to a, a deep playoff run, you know, you would think that obviously the, this is a little bit of a wake-up call, this game with the Blackhawks. And to be honest with you, we have to give the Blackhawks credit. Yeah, sure, they don't have all of the talent in the world, but these guys do play hard, man. And these are the type of guys that when this team term, turns around and we have some of these guys who are left over from this time, they're going to be the leaders in that locker room that are pushing you know, the new guys per se. Like, hey, man, we were here when it was really bad and it sucked and we were losing games every day. Suck it up, skate harder, you know, um, work harder, nobody cares, you know, type of a thing. And um, kind of like, actually kind of like, you know, bring up a football reference, kind of like the Detroit Lions. Their head coach was actually a player on the Detroit Lions when they went 0-16 for a year. Now him, there's still a couple guys that are left there. He's the head coach now, but um, he was around for that time. And, and you know, they made a, a decent playoff run this year and uh, in, kind of instilling that winning culture and, and pushing the guys like, hey, look, we know what it's like to be really bad here. And I think the Blackhawks are going to have that pretty soon, um, just having that core of guys that can push, you know, not want to say the outsiders, but the newer guys that have come in to, to play better. Uh, Matt, you mentioned um, Alex Vlasic, man. You know, this kid's really, really impressive. Do you think that we should just put him and Korchinski on a line and just let him figure it out for the rest of the season? Yeah. Yep. I, I would love to see that because uh, I always go back to 2006. Uh, Keith and Siebes, they played together pretty much the whole season. And it was rough at times. And I'm sure Nikolai Habibulin and that was pretty pissed off <laughs> that he had to play in front of these two guys. But you know what? Look what happened with all the experience, all the time they were getting. They got three Stanley Cups together. And Duncan Keith got a couple Norris trophies. Sieb's got a couple big OT, you know, winning moments in his career. He's solid, huge, great two-way defenseman, Siebs. Um, I think that, you know what, you, you learn a lot when you, you, you know, you, you just get the game experience. And if Korchinski learns how to play with Vlasic, that's good. But if, you know, if they find somebody else to play, I, I just don't want to see him wasted with a guy they're not going to be paired up with, you know, in yeah. the future. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing against Jones, nothing against Murphy. I, I would like to see these guys develop something together, some chemistry, and it, and it lets Korchinski be himself. Like, Vlasic uh, is a stay-at-home guy. He's being touted as the, the next stay-at-home defenseman for the Blackhawks. Everybody's raving about him, and it's great. And I'm I'm glad I know I'm we haven't done it much, but we've I know we talked about it. We both liked him. And I remember talking Darren Pang was just raving about him early in the year. Like he loves this kid and Pang are spot on about a lot of yeah, stuff. He is. He's like Eddie Olchek. They know their stuff. Um I, we've always said good things about him. He's got a weird number though. <laughs> number seventy two, you don't see that much, but well, it's who cool. else wore seventy two? Breadman. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was pretty good. But uh yeah, he did great for the two years we, you know, we had him and Bowman shipped him away for a twenty goal guy. But uh, he was also a two time Stanley Cup winner. That's true, but uh, he kind of fell far after that. But getting back to Plastic, he uh, local Chicago boy. You love that, you know, the hometown kid. I I hope the Hawks just do a better job with you know marketing with these guys. We know Bedard is the man for sure. He's going to get all the 
the accolades and all the, <laughs> I don't know if you saw his uh, TNT thing introducing, uh, well, we're saying that we're getting the Winter Classic next year. Yeah. It really it was cool. But, uh, you know Did what? Did you There's notice that, he had the, that when he was looking out the window, he had the C next to his face? I did. I did. That's pretty interesting. Um, I know you're not going to be too happy about that because you're you're big on the Felino train. I am, man. Uh, train. Yeah, I he's am too. freaking earned it, man. He, yeah, I just think it's tough. I think he's going to have an A. Two years? For his you know, whole just give it to him for years. two years. Yeah, like, you don't need the C to be the leader. You don't. So, you know, you don't need the A to be a leader on the team, you know. Uh, but. Yeah, that is weird. It's a little coincidental. We'll see. We'll see what happens next year. Maybe they'll they'll wait to announce it. But I don't think he's ready. Quite honestly, I don't Tom. either. I, I I don't think he's ready. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, not yeah. all guys are wired like Taves and Steve Weiserman. You know, yeah. they're not. They're just not those guys. But and I'm, it's not a knock against him at all to say that he's not. I mean, it's an it's an yeah. incredible responsibility. I just think that it's it would be a good a idea. I mean, he's freaking yeah. 18, man. You know? Yeah, he's going to be 19 next year. He's in July. Yeah, it, that's, that's a lot to ask a kid who's probably the youngest guy on the team, and he's the guy they're all rallying by. Well, they're doing that anyway. Yeah, I, but I just think that it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. I just think it's a good idea. It, you know, Felino is tried and true. He is someone who can... If, if you want to put him in front of the media, fine. He has no problem with it. He can do whatever you need him to do with no problem and mentor Bedard. It's it's a sign of, you know, like, hey, man, you know, we, we wanted you to come in here and, and show a little leadership, and you've done that in spades, and we want to reward you with that. We want to make you something that you'll, they'll never be able to take away from you. You'll be uh, one of the one of a Chicago Blackhawk captain, you know, and then you can hand it over to Bedard, you know, next year or, or or when you retire essentially so he he signed that two-year deal right, right? So, so two years two seasons fair, man four million by that yeah. time man bedard has he's already um he's already established himself in the locker room he's been there for three years at that point and um and he's ready for it you know at that point, he could say, "Who deserves this more than more than I do?" Especially if I'm going to be leading this team where where this organization is looking for it to go. Though I I notice a lot of things, and like you said, we're we're not in the locker room, and we know Nick Foligno is a very vocal guy. He seems to be you know great teammate, but there's other things I see that you know leadership qualities. When Bedard is this dude, never wants to get off the ice, mm-hmm. and now it's contagious. A lot of these young guys are—they're playing with them, you know. They're taking extra shots. They're working on releases, skating. Even the goalies are coming out taking shots, and it's like I'm sure the Zamboni driver is like, "Hey, come on, <laughs> I want to go home." Yeah. You know, I'm turning the lights off, and Bedard's probably saying, "That eh, just leave the key in there. I'll do it." You know, because yeah. I, I don't want to leave. <laughs> that, that's that's great, man, and I think that's a sign of a great leader. Yeah, it is. Honestly, the work ethic. Yeah. It's very contagious for a young team, and I, I just don't think he's ready yet. I think uh, another season, and maybe on the third year of his uh, entry level, would probably be a good time to give him the C. Yeah. So we might we might even see three A's again, and maybe he'll have one next year. He'll be like him and Felino will be the permanent A guys, and then uh, whoever you know earns the other one, I I think that would be a good thing. How about this, Matt? We give it to Felino for two years, okay? He wears it for next season, this season after that, okay? That third season, 
it's Connor Bedard's contract year. They announce him. They assign him to an 18-year. I'm sorry, an eight-year deal. <laughs> I <laughs> wish we could do that. Eight-year deal worth <laughs> worth uh, probably 15 per. And and you think so? And he's going to be <laughs> the next captain of the Chicago Blackhawks. And there, so the New Jersey, right there. They're gonna they're, those jerseys are going to disappear off of shelves. And um, and I think well, that's how they're gonna do. Jacket that he wore. Yeah, you know. I was actually asking. I'm like, I'm like, where's this jacket at? Can I can I buy this yet? Oh my God. It's like a master's jacket. Everybody wants that gold jacket. Gold jacket, green, <laughs> green jacket. jacket. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I like no, it, man. Yeah, I could see that happen and making it a big, you know, like a big deal. Yeah, where uh, you know they're in front of the cameras and yeah, like they did with Taves. I was at that um, that first uh, fan convention. Oh, okay. They uh, they introduced Kane as the rookie of the year, I believe, and uh, they then they introduced Taves as the next captain, and that place erupted. It was it was so cool, and I can I could see you know the Hawks doing something like that, making it a big deal with cameras all over, and I mean it'll it'll help every. I mean kids are obsessing about this kid. Mm-hmm. I mean my kids are baseball guys, and they know Bedard. They and his teammates know Bedard and. They're outside trying to do Michigans, and it's driving <laughs> me crazy. But I mean, he's he's definitely helping the game grow, which is a great thing. And I'm glad he's on our side. Yeah, 100. percent To go back to Velasic really quick, this is the last year on his entry level deal, Matt. What do you think? What kind of money? What do you think? Let's do a couple scenarios. Let's do the bridge deal. And then let's yeah. talk about long term. Um, the 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 Devils got a huge deal with Jack Hughes, getting him at eight million for eight years. Vlasic, he dude, he could turn out to be the next um, big defenseman for the Blackhawks. You know, it, it, it happens that way. A guy comes out of nowhere, and he just shows up. Look what happened with Devin Taves. Um, I, I, th- yeah, I think Islanders. that he, yeah. he just blew up on the Islanders, and now look at him. He's on Colorado. And he's he's essentially the Seabrook to um, to Makar's uh, uh, Keith. Keith. Yeah, yeah, and it's insane. You look at that trade; they got two first rounders. Yeah, or I'm sorry, second rounders. The Islanders. He's one him. of the best defensemen they have. Oh God, they would have been incredible. And the Islanders have some good stay-at-home defensemen, but they 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 thought that uh, Taves wasn't as good as him. But he look at him now. It's great. His plus-minus is insane. He, he, very, I, I. That's a head scratcher for me with the Islanders. I, I just don't get some of the moves that they do. But he's uh, very incredible. But going back to Vlasic again, I, I think. Uh, uh, I don't think they're going to get paid more than four million on a bridge deal, and okay. I'm fine with that. I, I think he's going to get around three, maybe four tops, because they're kind of throwing that number around a little bit. The Hawks with Dickinson and uh, Foligno recently. I could see him a three-year, four-year, four million dollar deal, like sixteen mil. I could see that, and I'd be happy with that because you got all that space. But if they take the route of the max eight-year deal, I think he could probably get close to six, and I'd still be happy with that too. Okay. But I think the bridge deal is safer at this point because you you know you want to see what he's got. You'd you'd like to see him get a couple playoff games in too, where how he plays in the playoffs and stuff like that. But you could I mean, be a stud. It's gonna, it's, you gotta like you gotta get him a good partner and you gotta put a team in front of him too. So I mean, it's not 
it, it, it's hard. I think that they're going to pay him for the um, what they think he can do. You know, they're not paying him for what he's done. That's a good line by MJ back in the day, Charles yeah. Barkley. They he goes, it's incredible now. These kids, they they sign and they didn't even put a you know a, a single shot in yet, but they're they're getting paid all this money. We had to earn it. So I, I'm I'm kind of on that train. I think he he's showed he's going to be a stud. But let's just make sure to be safe because we're rebuilding and we shouldn't be. I mean, Matt, he's the best defenseman that we have right now. I don't think that there's another defenseman on the on the roster that's outplaying Velasic. I I think that's the that's the thing is that okay. A lot of people bring this up. Seth Jones making nine point five. Okay, got it. He is outplaying Seth Jones right now. I'm not saying he makes nine point five. I'm saying that if he's like, hey, look. I want a home. I want to be here for a, a long time. Yeah, and hometown. I am only yeah. going to get better. What if he asked for seven? Seven years or seven mil? Se- both. Seven for, oh, well, seven oh, for eight. Wow. Seven for eight. And the cap's going up. Obviously, we could get another, I mean, not, not that he's a, not that he's, you know, a Jack Hughes, but I'm saying that what if we can get that value for it? I mean, if they offer it to him, he's definitely going to take it. Stay-at-home defensemen are very underappreciated. He's, and, he can you know, move the puck I've, too, man, and he shoots. Yeah, he can, but he's definitely that guy you want back. And right. He needs a he needs a guy like Korchinski. Right. He needs a guy like that. And I think those two and Nolan Allen coming up, uh, Ethan Del Mastro, another guy. That's four studs that were, are are supposed to supposed to be guys, the good guys that we drafted. They're supposed to be. Probably the core on D, and I Vlasic. Do you remember talking about him? I I just remember talking about Korchinski, Allen, Del, Ma- Del Mastro, and there was somebody else, a uh, Wyatt Kaiser, I believe, that was supposed to be the guy. Oh, two years ago, came, two years yeah, ago, we came were out of nowhere. He did yeah. him and honest him and Isaac Phillips and Alec Regula did, and I want to give credit to all of those guys because. I think that they they have all played well. I thought Regula played well too. I I just think that he kind of, um, t- t- honestly, man, I think he was just odd man out, and they and they had to ship somebody, and they didn't want to ship out uh, Isaac Phillips's big body because he's a good defenseman and he can lay the body down. I like Phillips. I do too. I I, I really like. I him. think I, that, I hope honestly, a place man, for him. at this point, I think he deserves a roster spot. I, it's, we just got too much money tied up in guys that aren't going to be here when we're good. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Connor Murphy, um, you know, uh, Tenority. I like Tenority's fighting. I love yeah. that he's a good teammate. He's fearless, but let's face it, he's not going to be here. And either is uh, Zaitsev. I know he's. I think he's injured right now. But yeah, we just got so much tied up, and it's it's kind of overwhelming. You see all these guys, like these guys are making some good money and they're just not that good. Uh, yeah. And Tyler Johnson is not the same player. He's not, you know, he's making like 6 million. And then you got Bolivier from Vancouver making about, I believe five. Now, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, he, he's, this is his third team and he's supposed to be like a number one center projected, you know, and yeah. it just, he's not that guy. Maybe he so needs I, like I, a, like he needs like that off time to, Remember when Sidney Crosby had his concussion issues? I mean, he was out for practically, you know, 18 months. Yeah. And and that's a um that's a significant amount of time for 
A, you can let your body go, number one. But number two, to kind of really heal, this is in the in, in his prime of his in his life. So his body's healing and, and growing and, and, and maturing in a way. I wonder if like Bolivia just needs some time to heal some of these injuries. I mean, I Tyler Johnson too. I think he yeah. always comes back too soon. Yeah, you know, he does. He gets hurt again, and I, I'd like to see him stay healthy so we can move him. And I know, I know, Tampa loves the hell out of that guy. They Rangers are going to take him, I think. Yeah, but I, we're going to eat salary, which is fine. We can do it, and I, I just hope we get somebody good. And they're still crying about Capo Caco. He's not like a. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna be a good player, dude. I just win. Give the guy some. You gotta give these guys time. I mean, yeah, he, he's a top six role kind of guy. He's never gonna be there on that team. Yeah, it's just a fact. There's too many good guys, and uh, Lafreniere, he's taking that spot and running with it. No one's gonna take that away from him. It took him three years to do it too. They, well, they got him. They got uh, which brings up another who, another interesting point. But go on ahead, Matt. Who, I'm sorry. Who's the all star? A uh, Trocheck. He's the second line center. Yeah. Kreider, Zabanajev, uh, yeah, Panarin, and then Heedle just went down he, for the year. He had a bad concussion. He's that's like their top six. Yeah. And Kako, you're gonna put him on the third line, checking. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's not even He's this not game. that guy. He's not that guy. And if anything, if we were to move Tyler Johnson and they send us Capo Kako, people in in New York are probably thinking I'm crazy, but I think it would be good for the Hawks and the Rangers. Yeah. You got a guy who won two Stanley Cups. Yeah. Or one, at at least one, I know for sure, but this guy will help a lot. And that's something that New York needs. They need experience because they got some guys that haven't won the Cup on that team except quick, and he might be on the bench during the playoffs. So, I mean, I would love that trade personally. I think it would be great to give Capo Caco a chance here, a two-year, you know, Hey, we, we we traded for you. We'd like to see what you got. We're gonna give you top six minutes. Actually top line minutes with Bedard. Go out and take it. If see it doesn't you work can do. out, let him walk. Let him walk. Yeah. yeah. What's well, it's, it's nothing Tyler to lose. Johnson. It's not gonna come back and hurt us. Yeah, nothing to lose there. You know, I wanted to bring up Lafreniere because it took him three seasons to get to where he is now. A lot of people are writing Lucas Reichel really hard, man. We need to give this guy some time. Do you think that he has that kind of time? I, I've it's so crazy how quick the the media in Chicago turns on people. You know, it's insane. I, I've everybody raved about Reichel last year. How they they were pissed off that he wasn't called up, and I was too. Like, call this kid up. He's he's tearing it up down in the A. You know. And then this year he's going through a slump. It's new to him. This is new. This is his first year in the NHL. Uh, as a, as a starting guy, and yeah, it's slow. But again, you're gonna put him on the fourth line. I mean, sorry, well, I, these guys like, oh, he's got to earn his time. He's not doing it. Well, playing seven minutes a game with uh, two guys that are probably fourth line AHL guys, nothing's gonna happen, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> and and then I saw a post on a our favorite. Hawks reporter saying he's, he's surprised Reichel doesn't have more goals because he's shooting into a little target right now and he's killing everybody at it. Uh, hate to break it to you, dude, but there's no goalie in net and there's not five guys in front of him looking to put him through the glass if he gets too close. Yeah, you know, so anybody can look good in practice, but he needs time. I if Bedard gets back soon, which I hope, I I hope they put Reichel with him to get this guy going because. 
now's the time to see if he's the guy you want to rally behind and build a team around. If not, send him down, give him another year, whatever, or move him. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'm a Reichel fan. I like it. I, I've seen his skill. He's, he's smart, creative, good passer. I think he would be great with Counter Bedard if he just got time to develop. And who cares? We're it's it's we're in last place right now. Who cares? Give him time if he's not, you know, give him seven good games of top line minutes with top power play. If he doesn't do anything, okay. Then you know, you know what? He might need some time in the AHL. But if you put him up there, I guarantee you he's going to get production. Man. I like the kid. I want to see him play. Matt, Devils and Canes are asking about Flames goalie Jacob Markstrom. 34 years old with two years left in his deal, both in need of a true number one. I didn't know Markstrom was that old. Either did I. Either did I. I, I heard this on the radio Friday going into work. And, um, dude, he gets a lot of shutouts. He right? does. And he's on a really, you know, not so great team. Um, yeah, I think that if I'm New Jersey, I'm all over this because uh, Vanacek has been terrible. Uh Obviously, Carolina, we we kind of rip them every year because it's the same story. Ranta's down, and Anderson's hurt. At the same time, all the time. Crazy. The last three years, I want to say, they, they've been hurt at the wrong times. And um, if I'm Carolina, you got a lot of people calling you contenders, and you want to be, you want respect. You need a goalie like Jacob Markstrom. I think he'd be a great fit there. I personally would rather see him with Carolina than New Jersey because I just, for some reason, I just can't stand New Jersey. <laughs> and, and I know they're a good team, but you know they just they're 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 after that Hawks game. I just left a bad taste in my mouth. You mm. know, with how they how they were playing. You know, like showboating and we're tough. Blah blah blah. Okay, I'm getting off track, but I I think. He'd be a great fit for both teams. I personally would rather see him with the Hurricanes, though. But Hurricanes aren't known to make those moves. They're 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 loyal to their guys, and I respect that. But they're not going anywhere if they don't get a goalie for the playoffs. Could Husi Staros be the key to New Jersey Devils championship hopes? So that's something I heard the other day too, man. I, I if man, I don't know about this one. I I saw it. I heard the report and. First, you know, obviously you, you heard Markstrom's being hunted down by those two teams. And then UC Saros, really? Like, that's like Nashville's guy. I don't think I'd let him go, man. I, I think they should be loyal to their goalies, like Pecorine. And, you know, he was a stud there forever, killed us all the time. Not in the playoffs, but killed us in the season and scored a couple goals on us too, I think. But I just don't see Nashville moving him because they have no one to replace him with. Do you think that... There's a market out there for Elvis Mers Lincolns. I'm sure after all those, you know, uh, rumors of him, you know, unhappy with his, you know, playing time. I mean, everybody's like that when they don't play. They're going to go out and say, hey, I, I want to play. I'm not a, I don't want to be a healthy scratch. Uh, yeah. I just don't know what team he'd fit with. He's played with Columbus a long time. And I think he's had one good season, I want to say. And, but, you know, he's doesn't really have the team in front of him so maybe a change of scenery would be good but i just don't know what team maybe like la i know they're they're kind of hunting for a guy to help out net i was gonna say maybe edmonton but you know skinner's been playing really good they won 16 games in a row i believe and 
just missed the record against the 92 uh, Penguins, I want to say. So I don't I don't know about that. Uh, you always think Toronto, but for some reason they're they're like content with it. <laughs> you know, they're huh. they're two backup goalies they have every season and it and they wonder why they don't make it past the second round, but I I just don't I don't know. I don't see a team looking for a guy like Elvis. I don't know about you, but those are like the only teams that come to mind for me. Yeah. Yeah. Zegers, man, he's, uh, there is word that the Anaheim Ducks are listening to offers for Zegers. Um, you say the Montreal Canadiens are on the hunt for a young established scorer by looking <laughs> to leverage their impressive arsenal of draft picks. Now, I don't think Zegers is that guy. He's more of a playmaker, somebody that can help out, but I don't think that he's a scorer. Uh, but the word is he's out there that there's, um, Interest, Matt. I'll be honest with you, man. You would think that this guy, you know, he's kind of the center of their PR push, you know, kind of like that guy. But is he that player? I think he'd make a great TikToker, yeah. a great hockey TikToker. <laughs> no, he he had a good season, man. Yeah, he, uh, he did. He, I, I can't deny that he he was good last year. Um, I there's video of him raving about Cole Caulfield. That's one of his buddies. So. It's it's interesting, you know. You you hear like the Canadians are, you know, they're they're into him now, and you, you always hear him in New Jersey with Jack Hughes. Like it's it's weird how it works. Even like back in our day, Ronick was probably raving about Amani, and he kind of orchestrated a trade to get his buddy over here because they had good chemistry together. It just it worked out, and uh, you know you wonder like if Cole Caulfield's talking to the management like, hey, get me this guy. He's a good passer and I'm a good shooter and we got chemistry or Team USA, uh, World Junior Development, whatever you call it, and it, maybe it could happen. I, I honestly, I, I'm not a big crazy fan, but if he could stay healthy and cut the weirdness out, maybe a little bit. I know he's got a, he's got a good personality, but he's kind of goofy with all this. I don't know. He just I, I, rubs me the wrong way. But I think a guy like him and Bedard. You ever think about that? Like a guy who's a pass first yeah, guy might help. Him. I think it that might help him. They probably turn him I, into an eighty assist guy. <laughs> I I just I, I ever since that Troy Terry Phoenix little brawl yeah. I had, I was just like, you know what, dude? I don't think I like you that much. You know, after you were kind of whining about getting hit, but you know, you're running up the score and you're you know being cocky and arrogant to a team that was pretty bad, but they were tough, <laughs> and they didn't take any shit, and Troy Terry's face got the worst of it, so yeah, th- that that was that was uh, my my last thing with Zegers. I was kind of, eh, maybe he should have just closed his mouth and played, but I don't know. But yeah, I could I could see New Jersey or um, Montreal making a push because of the, the friendship history with those guys and, you know, young core. He, it might work out, change the scenery. I don't think he's the man with the Ducks. I think there's some really good players on the Ducks that are, you know, uh, McTavish. And, I mean, I, I honestly think they should move their goalie too, Gibson. I think he's another guy that, you know, New Jersey or Carolina should go for. Even that, that's the thing that you, you asked about Elvis I think there's just so many other good goalies available. They're not going to take a chance on him unless, you know, they miss out on it. So I, Gibson would be a good solid pick. Anaheim, I don't know where they're going. You know, I I think they're – Zeger, I know Zeger, moving Zegers will bring some more assets, which they need. But other, other than that, they're just kind of like 
I feel like every year they're the same. You know, yeah. they're a little bit above the Hawks or a little bit below the Hawks, and they're kind of moving just as slow as us. We're just lucky we got Bedard to kind of speed it up a little bit. Yeah. Here's a interesting stat for you. Patrick Kane played his 1,200th game tonight. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, a, it's good for him. Cool. You know, and I think they won. I think he got an assist tonight, too. He's been hurt for a while. Uh, that all-star break benefited him probably. And Did you see the uh, the cat drop the gloves today? No, I didn't. So he dropped the gloves with Ian Cole. He's about probably wow. five inches taller and probably 80 pounds heavier. And the cat held his own, man. I mean, he, you know, he got his ass hit pretty good. <laughs> but he was swinging, and you know what? He skated to the box, no problems, and took it like a man. But it, I, just, I think it's cool, man, when... Uh, a sniper all-star, not afraid to drop him. I don't think Matthews would do that. No, has he ever fought? I don't even think McDavid would do it. And they don't have to, but it's just cool when you got a guy like that not afraid. I I appreciate that. Um, What do you think about the Coyotes and possible relocation? So, yeah, man, there was a lot of news about this uh, this week. I know Bettman was on Sirius Radio talking with uh, Coolius about it, and they said they had, like, a very a very big announcement to make in the next week or weeks, he said. I was like, okay. So it sounds like, it sounds like Arizona doesn't want them, to be honest. And um, I think that's a good thing. I think this is the time now to, to move them, try out... You know, I, I heard Quebec City is a a good possible destination with Salt Lake City if they, they don't want to move too far. It's kind of risky still. Like, you know, you gotta you gotta sell tickets there. That's a thing. And Quebec City is almost a guarantee. It's a slam dunk. I just don't know why Batman wouldn't wanna do that. So yeah. that's just my take and uh, I know JR on his podcast even said if Atlanta gets another team, the NHL should just quit and Bettman should be fired because <laughs> it is three times, you know, is just uh, yikes. It's not a hockey town. It never will be a hockey town. You will not sell tickets. It, they shouldn't even be considered. So I hope that I hope that they listen to the people because if they if they move it there again, I'm just going to laugh because how long? How long before they move it somewhere else? Yeah. You know? And Quebec still doesn't have one. <laughs> I'd like to see Quebec. I know they got the, they the got history with the Nordiques. I'd like to see it. Man, um, I was watching some clips today, man, and there is just an absolute abundance of these guys skating around, doing circles, spinning, you know, <laughs> uh, with the you know, with the puck, trying to do these like these Michigan type goals, dude. It's like it's it's painful to watch. To be honest with who, you, who do you blame for that, Zegers? No, I don't <laughs> no. think so. I mean, it's like okay, the dude tried it once, and then like everybody's like, all right, now we're all going to start doing this now. I mean, I don't want to blame him, dude, but it's like, and and obviously it doesn't help that guys are actually pulling it off in in games, um, but it it's just it, it it's just uh, I don't know. I hate seeing it. Yeah, I, I got to admit, man, my, my kid's one of them. He likes doing the, the, trying to do a Michigan and flopping his, I don't even know what you call it. Like, you just keep the puck on the blade and you just kind of keep saucing it to yourself. And 
<laughs> I'm like, cool, man, but I'll fire one top shelf, you know, let's yeah. go. Uh, it's just what they're into. And I'm like, hey, you want to go for a skate? Not really. <laughs> you know, so, okay. All right. So we'll stick to baseball, bud. You know, I'm not going to be paying five grand a year for you to do some Zegers shit out there. I don't, it's not hockey. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very skillful. It's it's incredible how skilled these kids are. All these I, I see kids everywhere doing this stuff online, these little short videos, and it's incredible. But, uh, you know, you don't see too many kids laying down a big hit anymore. And if you do see a big hit, you always hear the, the moms in the background screaming about, Oh, my God, I was dirty. It's like, no, that was pretty clean, actually. Your kid had his head down, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's, it does suck. It's changing, man. It's, uh, it's bringing in the, like I said, the TikTokers. They want trick shots, like the dude perfect type of things. Oh, yeah. I'm going to shoot this puck over the scoreboard and land it in this hole, and this bucket's going to tilt over some water and spray that guy you know yeah what the why you know yeah but i mean they're drawing the attention to you know tyler sagan jamie ben were in a video with those guys and they're incredibly skilled too but jamie ben and tyler sagan can still play hockey pretty damn good yeah you know they, they play i know jamie ben he's old school man he'll he'll freaking agitate you he'll fight you he'll hit you and he just is a mean dude yeah he is so i, I respect that and you know zegris he 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 could pass. He's he's a smart player, but he's not that big. He kind of gets pushed around a little bit, and so does Jack Hughes. Those guys, they're Cole Caulfield is another guy, and if you think about it, Bedard's not that big either. These guys gotta be able to protect themselves. Yeah, because these guys want to kill him. A lot of these old guys are like, cut that shit out. If you try that, you know, against me, I'm putting you through the freaking glass. Um, here's an interesting statistic: there was only a 20 year stretch where the Art Ross Trophy was won by only three people. Listen to this. Gretzky won it in 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87. Lemieux. Oh, 87. Super Mario. 87, 90, and, and 91. Lemieux won it in 88, 89, 92, 93, 96, and 97. Yager, 95, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. <laughs> it's almost McDavid-like, you know? And yeah. there were so many good players, like, back then. Like, look at Roenick. 100 goals in two years. Yeah. He didn't even come close. He did it, <laughs> man. It's insane. Yeah. It's like, like, Brett Hall, he scored, like, 76 goals one year, 72, whatever. Yeah. And all he said was, Kretzky's a freak. Like, how the <laughs> hell did he get, like, 80 or whatever 92. it was? 90, 92, yeah. How the hell did he even do that? Yeah. <laughs> because the guy's, like, 120 pounds with a jersey that goes down to his ankles. And he scored <laughs> 92 goals a year. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. That's all that we got for you tonight. Uh, catch us on Twitter. Let us know if there's anything that you want to hear, and we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.